Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I am your Systems and Workflow Magic BFF and host, Dolly DeLong. And today we are meeting again with Megan Ward. Hi, Megan. Hey, it's me. I'm back again. I hope your audience is not tired of me yet. (laughs) They are not. They love you so much. And Just as a recap, um, for those of you who are joining in for the first time to the Systems and Workflow Magic podcast, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I do want to encourage you to scroll back to, I believe it's episode, oh my goodness, episode 84, where Megan and I have started this series about just like how to grow your email list strategically. And we are talking about all angles of what stops people from growing their email list and diving into into email list growth. And so I would encourage you to start out with episode 84 in the series because it all builds on top of each other. I don't know, Megan, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I think that it definitely does. And you're talking about just navigating those objections and why someone wouldn't want to. And I don't I don't think anybody really doesn't want to, but I think they just hit these, they hit a roadblock or they hit, we just said the word a few minutes ago, there's a gridlock. They just feel kind of stuck, which brings us to the very first one on our list that we wanted to talk about today. But yeah, I don't think anybody doesn't want to. So we know you want to, we want to help you get past what might be in your way to do those, to start growing your email list. Yeah, and kind of like what Megan shared, one one of the first objections that we both um, know that creative business owners feel stuck at is they just don't know where or how to start. And like what Megan said, that phrase, I feel gridlocked. I feel stuck. I feel like I cannot move. And I know Megan, you and I both have examples of that in our own lives with our own businesses. Absolutely. So I'm going to share my example just like because I was sharing with Megan right before we hit record. I was sharing with her. I feel really gridlocked about something specifically. Um, when this episode airs, it'll be post the Systems and Workflow Magic Summit, which was all about email marketing and the foundations of email marketing. But right now, while we are recording, it's before the summit is going to go live. And you all, I feel so stuck with the sales page, the sales page, you all, of about the summit. I have everything else mapped out, but I just can't seem to hash out the time to do the sales page. And I know it needs to be done. And it's going to be done. I'm telling myself that because we... It will it will post in in June, but Megan, I it's feel gonna so be stuck. great though. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Like it's gonna yeah. be great. We all have those things. Like I just my audience knows, and by the time you all you all are listening to this, my podcast will have been live for live for a couple of months. But 
It was supposed to go live in March and it doesn't go live until May of 2023. And I am just like, I was a mess for a minute. I got some of my recordings back and I was like, I do not like the sound of my voice. No one will want to listen to that. My voice is annoying. And I got real like, and then I got, I started spiraling and I was like, who wants to listen to me? I'm not an authority on anything. I don't know anything. And I, I do know things, but we all run into whatever it is. So your sales page is holding you back for a minute. Apparently my voice and my imposter syndrome was like really taking a toll on me. <laughs> but you know, we, we do move past it. So yeah, we all deal with those kinds of things. Um, I think something that we should definitely hit up on before we go to the next objection that we want to discuss, but like how, Megan, how did you get unstuck? Well, Dolly, actually, you are one of the reasons that I got unstuck <laughs> because you I kept asking me when my podcast was going to drop. <laughs> so she kept encouraging me. And there was a, another person, one of my business coaches, she also really helped me uh, deal with all of that. And she gave me some tips and tricks. And she goes, you are just getting in your own way. And you're thinking too small. And she said, people do want to listen to this. And just like you told me, Dolly. So just some encouragement from some friends. So this is us, your friends inside your AirPods right now telling you, you can do this. You can build this email list. We don't want mm -hmm. you to continue to feel stuck. Yeah. And if there's something very, very specific that you feel stuck about, like this is something that had helped me get unstuck with, because I'm currently in like, I feel like I'm stuck in the mud, but I'm getting out of the mud. Um, I don't know, metaphorically speaking, but I, ha I just had to take a lot of walks and just get moving and get all my thoughts out of my head. And that has helped me out tremendously in and taking you know, those first steps. And one of the things that my coach even recommended was she goes, I don't know if you do yoga or like breathing exercises, she said, but just taking time for some quiet time and just breathe and just calm yourself down. And this, so the same thing with the walking dolly and really just like getting that fresh air in and the uh, more oxygen to your brain really does clear your mind and help you get past a lot of those things. Yeah, and sometimes just taking a nap helps you all. Oh, yeah. Now just I'm always here for nap. the naps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you all, for those of you who are listening and you're like, okay, I know I want to start an email list, but I feel stuck. Like, I encourage you sometimes even like just taking a nap, taking a walk, doing some breathing exercises, knowing why you are stuck or gridlocked, like will help you out tremendously. Absolutely. And I know, too, you might feel stuck because you think it's going to be too hard or mm. maybe there's just going to be too much tech involved than yeah. you want to deal with. And I'm here to tell you, there are providers out there that are super duper user friendly. They don't have a lot of bells and whistles, if you will. They keep it simple so that you don't have 30,000 buttons to click and get confused. You have a very simple like, hey. Here's where you click to write the email. Here's where you click to add who receives it. And here's where you click to hit send. And that's kind of it. There's not like a whole lot. And I know Flowdesk is very user-friendly, yeah. Dolly, and that's what you're using right now. Mm -hmm. um, and now ConvertKit, what I use, it is a little more robust, but 
they keep the interface very user-friendly. So you can find what you need pretty quick. And if you're using, I know one of the other episodes we mentioned, MailerLite, it Mm -hmm. is also very user-friendly. So if you're really worried about the tech, this is me saying, it's not so bad. Just rip off the Band-Aid and go. Another thing I want to say with that is you may have heard another big business owner mentioned an email marketing platform and you heard that they use, um, is it active campaign? That is very mm-hmm. robust. E- yes. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's someone that I follow who has a massive email list and she's been using active campaign for years and she's leaving because she She's like, it's, she doesn't have her team behind her anymore that she used to that ran it for her. And she's like, mm-hmm. it's too, it is too much. And that's what she said. It is too much for me. So she's going back to ConvertKit because it is more user-friendly and it's going to be easier for her to just pop in and write her emails. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like us as business owners, we overcomplicate a lot of things and we hear on like, for example, podcast episodes or we hear sound bites or we listen, we follow people on Instagram and they're talking about all of these data points you have to know with your email marketing platform and how to read the stats and blah, 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 like insert whatever. And it overcomplicates actually starting out with an email service provider so much because you think oh my gosh, like what if I what if I don't choose the right one and then I miss out on all of these features? Oh, I can't take that first step. Well, and let me tell you this too. So first of all, you can always change. Yes. Like you can always change. There is no rule, there is no law that says if you get in there and you absolutely despise the provider that you chose that you can't go anywhere. You can. You can yeah. move those emails and you can start over again if you want to. Um It could be time consuming, but especially in the beginning, it's not that time consuming because you don't have everything all set up yet. And I know you mentioned the stats, Dolly. You're not going to have any stats to look at if you haven't started yet. So (laughs) don't worry about that. You can look at those and start measuring those later. You've just got to get started. Yeah, that's true. I love that you mentioned like it's okay to switch like platforms, like it's okay to change your mind. I will share with you all that I used to put all of my education on Podia, which is a type, it's kind of like Kajabi or Teachable or Thinkific. And you all, I switched platforms last year to Thrivecart Learn. And yes, there was a time um, commitment of changing everything over to Thrivecart, but it worked better for me. So like like Megan said, like it's okay to mm-hmm. change platforms. Absolutely. So I changed... Back in the day when I first got started, I was on MailChimp, and it wasn't long, and I swapped to MailerLite, and I had MailerLite for a couple of years, and then I moved to ConvertKit. At Mm -hmm. some point, I tried Flowdesk. I think I just created the account and tinkered around with it. I didn't actually move in, Um, but see, everybody moves around, and I have a client who just moved from MailChimp to ConvertKit as well, and she's had her email list for years, so you can move at any time if you decide to. Yeah. It's totally fine. And I guess like that brings me to the next point. Another objection is costs. Like, well, how much are these email marketing service platforms going to charge me? Megan and Dolly, I don't know if I can afford XYZ. 
Yeah, absolutely. I want to say it's episode 86 that we mm-hmm. just talked about this, Dolly. And Mailer Light has a free version. MailChimp used to have a free version. I don't know if it's limited or not. Um, and ConvertKit does have a free version, but don't do it because then you can't set up your automations with your mm-hmm. welcome sequences. So all that to say, ConvertKit starts around $30 a month just to go ahead and give you an idea. So it's not too bad. And of course, if you pay, pay annually, there's a discount for paying annually. And I'm not sure what the cost right now for Flowdesk is. 30-ish um, maybe? Yeah. And I have a 50% code for listeners. Okay. And there so, you go. And, and then so I'll also include your convert kit link as yeah. well. Um, but I just wanted to say that this is just the cost of doing business. I'm not trying to sound um, demeaning for this mm-hmm. for this specific objection. But if one, if you are planning on starting a business and you have long-term goals and long-term hopes for your business to grow, you also need to know that there are the growing pains of the costs of doing business. Like things cost money to run a business and that Mm -hmm. includes paying for an email service provider. And you can still do that at a pretty good rate. Yes, absolutely. And if you're not at a point that you're ready to shell out a few extra dollars a month yet, Start with one of the free ones. It's yeah. not going to be a big deal. And you're going to be able to do a lot of the same things in MailerLite with the automations and the tagging. Same. Well, I was going to say same in Flowdesk, but they don't have a free a free version. So no. So this day, um, same if MailChimp does have their free version, you should be able to do some of those same things. So don't let that hold you back. And if you've ever heard people talk about how expensive that an email list can be, It can, but only because people have like 100,000 subscribers on their email list. I had a client um, back last fall and he had 90 something thousand people on his email list. It's massive. It was wonderful. And that cost him, it was nearly a mortgage payment. Now, my frame of reference for a mortgage payment is my parents' house when I was growing up. I think it was like $400 a month. So I know no one, none of us are living that cheap these days. No, but, but, um, and then I'm trying to think our first townhouse that we ever had, this is, I mean, this is way back. This is going to age me 2010, no, 2006. Oh, wow. It was like $900 a month. Oh, so wow. somewhere between $400 and $900 a month is what this individual was paying to have that many people on his email list. Um, but I just want you to know that it only gets that high when you have that many people on your list. When you're first mm-hmm. getting started out, you're not going to have that many people on your list. Oh, no. And no. I'm going to be honest, I don't really want that many people on my list. And nothing to do with the cost of it all. But I prefer a smaller, more well-connected list. And we're going to talk about that even more, I'm sure, in another episode, too. But if you have ever heard, this goes back to the beginning here, if you have ever heard of someone talking about how much it costs, well, then they probably have a massive email list. If you just have a smaller list, it can be free up to $30 a month. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And so just don't, again, don't, when you hear these examples that you, like from other podcast episodes or YouTube episodes, or you're doing more research about email marketing platforms, like, don't get overwhelmed when you hear examples like that. Like those 
normally people are being interviewed, they have like those massive email lists. And so they're sharing their own experiences. Right. So another thing that I know people get stuck on is thinking my subscribers don't know what they don't want to read what I'm going to write or I don't know what to write and I don't want to share my personal life and specifically, you know, I can't come up with stuff to write about. Those are things that people have told me and shared when I've done, you know, surveys asking what is it that's holding you back and you do know what to write. You do. I want you to think about it for a minute. Think about if you've already written a blog, you've already given tips and tricks out there. And I recently signed up for a newsletter and it's a marketing one. And I thought it was going to be very big and robust and have all this stuff. It's so simple. They share a new tech thing that they're trying out that they're liking. They share a really funny business marketing meme, and then (laughs) they just have a quick little blurb about what's going on in their personal life. Like, it's that simple. Now, back to not wanting to share your personal life, um, I do know people that they have no desire to share anything. They don't want to talk about their kids. They don't want to share pictures of their kids, and that's totally fine. You absolutely don't have to. You can keep it strictly business. So just because you might get an email from me and I'm sharing about something funny that happened over here with my family, you don't have to do the same thing at Mm -hmm. all. No, and no one expects you to. In collaboration with email marketing strategist and digital marketing educator, Megan Ward, we are putting together a bundle intensive for anyone that has interest in running their own bundle free or paid. Inside, we will teach and share all the nitty gritty details about what is involved with organizing a bundle, how to put the systems and workflows together in a cohesive way, and how to launch a bundle that your audience is raving about. Also inside this strategic bundle intensive, you will not only get access to Dolly and Megan to help you put together your entire bundle, but you will get templates, graphics, a marketing calendar tool and learn all the best practices for a bundle that both purchasers and contributors love. Now this intensive will not be going live until August of 2023, but we really want to make sure you get on the wait list now as spots will be limited and we will open the doors to the wait list first. So if you want to be the first to know when this program turns cart open, then make sure and hop on the wait list. Both Megan and I are so excited for you to grow your email list with intentional systems, workflows, and email marketing. So head on over to the show notes in this episode to go straight to our wait list for all the information you need to learn about the bundle intensive today. One thing that many business owners forget about are the multitude and types of emails that you need for a successful bundle. And that's why Dolly brought me along to give you all of the email tools you can need from pre-launch emails to bundle email swipe copy for your contributors, even abandoned cart sequences, and how to continue and nurture those subscribers or those purchasers after the bundle has ended. And when we start the program, we will be hosting bi-weekly meetings, Q&A sessions, and having a Slack channel as well as we move throughout the intensive to fully support you as you put together your own bundle. You know what I do in my email to to my specific systems and workflow 
um, group. And for those of you who are listening and you're on my email list, you know this is true. I like to send out a quick five-minute Loom video of myself talking to them about what is on the podcast for the week, just like what is happening, what to expect in the newsletter, and how to take advantage of like how to take next steps within the podcast. And that gets a lot of engagement because people sometimes like to watch me talk through instead of just like reading. I love that idea. I love that idea. And I know you like to make loom videos too, darling. But they do. People like they like to see your face. So if you're if you're comfortable with that, that's something else that you can do as well. Um, don't feel obligated to do that. But that is another idea to just show up as you are and just talk to your audience. Yeah. And I have really connected very well with my audience through that. And in full transparency, sometimes I don't even have time to do my hair and makeup. Like I just, I just pop in and I just say, Hey guys, like this is what you can expect in this week's newsletter and podcast episode. And I still am able to connect very well. And if people are offended that I didn't do my hair and makeup, they can leave. (laughs) No one's offended by that. We're all living the same life. We're all probably in our pajamas watching your loom videos. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I just thought of another point that stopped me from truly diving into email marketing for a while. And it was this. I knew that there were people who had either grown up with me or had gone to school with me and they were a part of my newsletter because they were just like curious to see what I was doing with my business. So sometimes I would think, oh no, what is so-and-so going to think of me? What is so-and-so going to think if I hit send on this? Not that I was sending a deep, dark secret, but I was sharing a part of my business that like I had created, that I had grown. And I, I was gridlocked in a way. And I, I was like, okay, what, what will they think if I send this and what will their perception of me be? And so sometimes like we feel gridlocked because we're worried about other people's perception of us. That's exactly right. I'm the same way. I know there's a few people on my list that I see, you know, each week and I'm like, are they going to think less of me because I said a bad word in this email? (laughs) And I don't do that that often, only when it like, it fits, you know. So another thing that just came to my mind too, Dolly, is people want to feel okay selling to their list or Mm -hmm. they're uncomfortable with selling to their list. And I know that that's a big one too. And that kind of goes with, I don't know what I'm going to send to them because they're typically afraid to sell to them. They don't want people to just unsubscribe. Well, yeah. People are going to unsubscribe anyway. Not everybody, though. And when you sign up for someone's email list, you fully intend to receive, you fully expect to receive an email at some point of them selling you something because this is part of their business. And Mm -hmm. you signed up for whatever it is that they do. Maybe it's home organization because your pantry's a mess. You know there's going to be a point where that blogger or that person that is an expert at reorganizing closets and pantries, they're going to have something for you. Is it a guide? Is it a quick workshop? Is it maybe just putting products in front of you for their Amazon storefront? No matter what that looks like, they're going to be selling to you and 
everyone that gets on your list knows at some point you're going to be selling to them as well. So just get that one out of the way and just hit send. Yeah. Yes. I love that reminder. Also, I, I have to remind myself this a lot, that people's opinions are not going to be paying the bills. Mm-hmm. And they're not our business. They yeah. can think what they want to think. And that's not for us to waste our time and our energy and our emotions on. Yeah. Let them think what they're going to think and don't worry about it. Yeah. And if you're so worried about somebody specifically who joined your email list, like you can segment them out to not receive. Mm-hmm. So that's another stressor that you I've can relieve right now. Mm-hmm. I've done that before. I- <laughs> They're probably going to, I don't know if this person listens to your list, but there's certain, like there's certain groups of people too. And I'm like, mm, I don't want them to see this or there's yeah. an individual as well. And I've just been like, she or he is just not going to receive this particular group of emails. And then they'll go back to my <laughs> weekly emails. Megan is talking about me, you all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Me. I'm just it's kidding. you. That's why I sent you the middle finger emoji yes. um, thing. Yeah. We have this inside joke about, I don't know why, but I always tell Megan, if you're mad at me, just send me a middle finger emoji because I think that's funny. And so- Or if I send a Voxer message and then I start rambling, I will stop and delete it, like recall yeah. it. If you've used Voxer, you know what I mean? You can just kind of bring that message back and then she never sees it or hears it. But it will say, Megan Ward, recall this message. And Dolly will almost always say, what did you do? Send me a middle finger emoji. <laughs> And so because she asked so many times, I said, one day I'm just going to send you one on a whim with no context around it at all. And so I did. And I was looking for it. And my daughter said, what are you doing? Because she was in the car. I said, I'm looking for the middle finger emoji. And of course, she's nine. So she was like, oh, my goodness. Mommy, that is horrible. Why would you send that to someone? She was very upset about it. And I said, it's a joke. It's, it's a, a joke. joke. It's a joke. So, But it gets even better. We amped it up even more. Megan found an actual middle finger, like a, like, I don't know, like, it's a, it's a, what, what is it? It's like, like a, a little toy middle. Toy thing you would set on your desk, yeah. I guess. And it's like made of rubber. Kayla Ruan, if you're listening, she is the one who started that because she was, thought they were so funny. I don't know where she found them. I don't know how she had them, but she had a pack of them and sent them with her husband to work for him to put on everyone's desk at work. And he's um, he's in the um, in the armed services. So I'm just imagining this government office and like all these middle finger emoji things sitting around on everyone's desk. So um, she, when I saw her talking about that on her Instagram stories, it was so funny because she was just getting so tickled. She couldn't even talk. She was laughing so much about it and thought it was so hilarious. And I'm like, oh my goodness, can I pay you to mail one of these to Dolly anonymously? And I think she wound up putting my name. And she did. It. And you all, it was mailed to me in a macaroni and cheese box. And my husband was like, what is, what is this? And I opened it. Thankfully, Boy, the boys were taking a nap, so they did not see it. <laughs> I didn't I even think about the boys. I, I laughed so hard, and Ty instantly was like, well, you you know, you can't let, our, especially Blaze, because Blaze will, like, model what he sees. And he's like, you have to hide this from Blaze. Like, he doesn't need to know about this right now. <laughs> so So funny. we hit it. It was funny. It made me laugh so hard. Oh, I don't think my God. husband thought it was that funny, because he doesn't, like, I have, like, 
weird dark sense of humor sometimes about things and my husband would have thought it was weird too he wouldn't got it so i (laughs) thought it was funny but anyways i i guess like to tie up this this conversation i would say point the middle finger at your objections (laughs) (laughs) that's the title of the episode now Give your email objections the middle finger. Exactly. But seriously, y'all, I know we all, like Megan and myself included, struggle and feel stuck and gridlocked with certain things about our businesses. And so we want to help you out of the mud and feel unstuck with how to start your email list. It's, It's super simple. Just start. Just start. Yes. Just start. So, Megan, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. And for those of you who are listening in, you know, I'd love to include everything in the show notes so that way you can continue to stay connected with Megan and myself in this series. And if you are interested in ConvertKit, I made sure to include Megan's link in the show notes. And then if you're interested in 50% off for Flowdesk, I also included that link as well. And then Megan, do you have anything else to say before we do our final sign off? Just, and I don't want to open the entire conversation to chat GPT because I know everybody's got mixed feelings, but just If you are feeling stuck right now about what the heck you're going to send to your list, you can utilize ChatBT, GPT, just to get your brain go, get your ideas flowing. And you can Mm. just ask it a question. It'll start spitting out stuff. And whether you agree with what it gave you or not, it gets your mind going, going and might remind you of things. You're like, oh, yeah, here are the main pain points. I forgot about these that my audience has. And it really kind of gets the flow going. So... While I don't obviously don't ask chat GPT write your email and then copy and paste it over, but you know what I mean. <laughs> just it gets your it gets your flow going. So that was just something else that came to mind. And I know in the next episode, which will be episode 88 that comes mm-hmm. out next, we're gonna talk a little more about the transformation when you grow your email list, like what happens after you've got this all figured out and what the other side begins to look like as you're as you're growing that list. Yeah, and I can't wait to share just like my transformational story about like in the last three years of seeing email list growth, what that's done for my business. And I know, Megan, you have a lot to share as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So anyways, I am so excited you all stuck with us to the end. Thank you so much. And be sure to DM us on Instagram if you enjoyed this episode and let us know like what points were very helpful for you to help you get unstuck with email marketing. And until next week, have a streamlined and magical week, you amazing muggle you. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.